0: Surprisingly, i for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my escalate. Welcome into this live edition of the Punt and Pass Podcast. We are broadcasting live from Sweetwater Brewery. It's Friday night. It's the night before the SEC Championship game. Aaron and I are at Sweetwater Brewery in Atlanta, and we are so fired up to be here. Thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by Move Performance Apparel. Moveperformanceapparel.com. Guess what, guys? If you go there and if the girls are listening and they want to get their husbands, their boyfriends, their better sides Christmas gifts, go to moveperformanceapparel.com. Type in the promo code punt and pass, you will get 25 off your entire full priced orders why go to moveperformanceapparel.com? well if you look at my instagram and i've mentioned in podcasts past that i look very handsome if i'm wearing a button down on my instagram at drew butler 13 that's move performance their button downs their pullovers their polos their sweaters move utilizes the same comfortable features that you get out of sports apparel You can get those same exact comfort features in your business and work attires. It's four-way stretch. It's moisture-wicking, so Aaron does not sweat through his shirt. It's easy care, non iron. So when Aaron is traveling for CBS Sports and and calling all these games, he can just ball it up, throw it in his weekender, and get on the road. It's anti-odor, so Aaron does not smell bad. And it's anti-UV, so I, with my fair skin and red hair, do not have to put on extra sunscreen. This is Move Performance Apparel. It's awesome. Stuart Sink on the PGA Tour wears it. I've seen David Pollack wear this on College Football Live on ESPN. I wear it all the time. Check my Instagram at Drew 13 But this is Move Performance Apparel. If you go to Move Performance Apparel dot com, type in their promo code Punt and Pass. P-U-N-T-A-N-D-P-A-S-S, you will get 25% off your entire full-priced order. Again, that's MovePerformanceApparel.com. They are at MovePerformanceApparel on Twitter and Instagram. Go there. Get your holiday shopping done for your better half. And, hey, if you're a guy and you're listening to this, go to Move Performance Apparel. Get yourself a good-looking and good-smelling and good-feeling Shirt. All right, seven o'clock on the dot. Welcome into the punt and pass podcast. We are live on location. Aaron, excuse me, everybody knows I have some technical difficulties. So big shout out to Adam Gillespie, a 680 of the fan in Atlanta. The road dog came to help. He was traveling northbound on 400, turned around, and he is hanging with us now. We are at Sweetwater Brewery live in atlanta it's friday night it's sec championship weekend and we're doing this thing we're talking all sec championship all georgia versus auburn we've been pushing this thing out since about tuesday pretty good crowd pretty full crowd i don't know if it's because of us or because people like beer and i think people like
1: beer i think that's the key you you throw beer in, you throw football in i think everything just kind of meshes together at that point So we got a great combination. I think you picked a great spot, Drew. It's a great spot. Shout out to Joe
0: Johnson, an old high school friend. Joe Johnson helped us out. He works here. Tucker, Tucker Sarkeesian. I don't think she's related to Steve Sarkeesian. Are you related to Steve Sarkeesian? Okay. She's not related to Steve Sarkeesian, but Tucker's the PR director here at Sweetwater. Big shout out to her. Thank you so much. This is all possible because of social media. A lot of people have been following us on social media all week long. We are at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram, punt and pass at gmail.com. Huh? And it is at Aaron Murray11, at Drew Butler13, and we are all over Instagram and Twitter. Big weekend for us. We're here at Sweetwater tonight. Tomorrow morning we're at Stats. We are at Stats Brewery tomorrow morning at 10.45 a.m. We're gonna go live at 11.00. 11 to 12, Aaron and I will be signing autographs, hanging out with people, doing everything that they want us to do. SEC Fanfare tomorrow morning also. We'll be there at 10 a.m. on the press box stage. That will be pretty sweet. You had a busy day. Talk to me all over SEC Nation, Paul Feinbaum. What's going on, dude?
1: Yeah, busy day. Got to go and Paul Feinbaum, which was great. Had a great time with him. Like you said, we're going to be busy nonstop today, tonight, Tomorrow, we're going to be all over the place doing a little CBS pregame as well. That's so awesome. So, I'm, I'm going to be wearing my jeans, though. They said, hey, you're going to be sitting down. You don't got to wear the full suit. So I'm Tennis like, it's, shoes, it's, or- like, it's like either going to go seven inch seam shorts. Okay. I'll you know, show okay. the legs okay. off a little bit. Little or we're going to wear action. jeans. Okay. The weather will dictate where we go from there, but we're going to have some fun. And it's pretty sweet, man. I'm pretty excited. They, they gave me the call Thursday. Yeah. They called the reliever in. They I said, love hey, listen, we're calling you in. We need the big righty. So who's on the field? Got. Is it Adam Zucker? Are they bringing the big wigs see, in I don't New know, York? See, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if Adam's going to be in New York and kind of relaying it to us a little bit, then we go from there. So we're going to figure it out. and awesome. uh, We're going to have some fun, though. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a beautiful day weatherwise. That's super cool. So are you wearing tennis shoes or are you wearing dress shoes? I'm going to be wearing, what are these, my Converse's.
0: Converse's. My Chuck high Taylor's. tops. And what socks are you going to be wearing with those? Chuck I'm gonna Taylor's. let you
1: tell everyone what socks were. Sock, be wearing, fancy. Yo, sock, sock fancy, fancy all day. Absolutely, we just got. got my first pair tonight. Awesome. Uh, they're I'll gonna be ready to rock and roll for tomorrow. All
0: right, let's talk college football news and notes. A lot breaking today, especially on Rocky Top. It seems like we've been talking about Tennessee every single day this week. News is breaking this morning that John Curry had cornered Mike Leach, and that Mike Leach was actually going to become the head coach of the Tennessee Volunteers. But wait a minute. Two o'clock hits on Friday. John Curry fired. Mike Leach not going to be the coach at Tennessee. And a name that you and I have been bringing up all week long, I won't say we called it because I thought he could possibly be head coach, Phil Fulmer is now the acting athletic director at Tennessee. This is crazy. There will certainly be a 30 for 30 about it. I was seeing some social media reaction, like it's um, almost like Game of Thrones going on up there.
1: It's it's nonstop right now. Honestly, I think it's gotten to the point where it's just too much. It's it's just overboard. It's too much. They got to figure it out because they just look awful. I mean, they look yeah, like complete terrible. idiots, incompetent. They have no idea what they're doing. Glad they finally got rid of their AD. I know he's only been there eight months. Crazy stat though, between him and Bo- and their co- their former coach being fired. They're going to be spending about $14 million just getting rid of those guys. I heard. For around $14 million. And then you got to go sign a coach for about seven $8 million on top of that. I mean, that university, I know it's an SEC program. They have a lot of money. But that's a lot of money to be spending on those type of guys in just a short amount of time. So they got to figure it out. I mean, I, I know everyone says all news is good news, whether it's good or bad. This is bad news, and it's not good. It's this is terrible. bad news, and it is bad. It looks awful on them, on the SEC in general. They got to figure out. They got to figure it out what. I still think T. Martin. I know, you were saying Payne Manning is going to nix it. He yeah, said no. What I've been hearing. I still think he's going to be in the run. I think after they play, after they lose, if you listen to our podcast, Stanford will beat USC tomorrow tonight. Tonight, it's tonight. right. That's right. Once they lose the game, they're going to be calling him up, seeing if he wants to be a head coach. I think he's going to get in the mix.
0: All right. So Aaron is picking T. Martin to be Tennessee's next head coach, looking a bit more likely with Phil Fulmer being the athletic director. T was obviously Phil Fulmer's quarterback when Phil was the head coach at Tennessee. But with the new direction, okay, and with Phil Fulmer and Peyton Manning being such best of friends, I have heard, and I have it on good source, that Peyton Manning does not want T Martin to be the next head coach at Tennessee. Well, who does he want? Listen, I there's don't too know. much
1: power in too few people's hands. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to start thinking about these kids, the recruits, the future of your program. And you got to get someone. You just got to bring someone in just to be able to go out there for and just sure. start recruiting these kids. Yeah. I mean, like we said, the first signing day is in a few weeks. It is. They got to get rolling. They're seeing we're seeing decommits left and right. We're seeing these boosters. I'm sure all these boosters are like, "Listen, money. We're going yeah. yeah. to all this money for this nonsense. Closed up. Checkbook it's is up. It's going to be, be done up. real soon. They got to figure it out. It looks bad. And uh honestly, It's great news, but it's kind of getting – it's overboard. It's 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 overkill. It's
0: Friday. This this all happened on Sunday. It has been (laughs) Tennessee nonstop. Not a lot of good news. I heard Pollock on College Football Live talk about Justin Flente. Virginia Tech, confident dude. He made his way up through Memphis, I think. Was he at Memphis before Virginia Tech? So he's at Virginia Tech now. I think that would be a good move. But let me tell you, this is a Drew Butler conspiracy coming out, why I don't think Peyton Manning wants T. Martin – to become the next head coach at Tennessee, well, okay, Peyton Manning. There's, there's a halftime ceremony for Peyton Manning at every Tennessee home game. I don't know why he even did it when he was still in the league. When he had his bye week, he'd go back to Neyland, they'd walk him out. Peyton Manning, 105,000 on their feet, they love him. Okay, obviously, if he ran for governor of Tennessee, he'd he win would a be elected he'd today. Be done. He does not want T. Martin to become the head coach of Tennessee because T. Martin won a national championship. Peyton Manning probably not going to be allowed to be on the halftime ceremony list every single home game. Now, that's my conspiracy. I think there's some truth to that. That remains to be seen, but I think Justin Fuente is a good name to watch, and there will be some other hot coaching names with good resumes that they'll go after. We've been
1: talking about, I think, Drew Butler and Aaron Murray combination could be thrown into I'm going to throw our names in the hat right now. Dude, I saw that. I'm throwing it in. We're throwing it in. We're going after it. Herm
0: Edwards was on NFL Live today. They're talking about he's going to be the next head coach at Arizona State—it's a what joke. Gives? What gives? It's absolutely
1: ridiculous. I think everyone right now is an opportunity coach at Tennessee, and I think they would take almost anyone. So, if you're a head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator—throw our hats in the you're ring. You're looking for a new place to play, to, to live, and and do your thing. Throw your name in, man. Seriously, throw your name in. You never seriously know what's gonna happen.
0: Okay, other coaching news today. Jimbo Fisher leaving Florida State. He's done at Florida State. Is he coaching this weekend? This is breaking news. Do you know if he's coaching he's this, not weekend? Coach this weekend? He's not coaching this news, weekend. He's not
1: going to Breaking news, please. his Christmas tree was on his front lawn ready to get picked up. <laughs> okay. He's out. He Christmas, is out. You know it's a bad sign when the Christmas tree is ready for the, the, the dumpster guys to come take it home. So. They're heading west. They're going he's to gone. college stations. He's he out of there. He will be the
0: next head coach at Texas a want to celebrate Christmas. A&M. Obviously fired Kevin someone, but get this. They signed Jimbo Fisher to a 10-year deal, 10 years. I think he's 53, so he's relatively young in the coaching ranks per se. But, I mean, Herm Edwards is 63, for example. He's 53, signs a 10-year deal, $7.5 Woo. million dollars a year. If my math serves me correct, and I'm not good at math,
1: no, that's $75 not.
0: million. Dollars. That's
1: a lot of money. That's a lot of scratch. That's a lot. He's been the second highest paid coach in all of college football, and it's the biggest contract, total money-wise. He'll be the, the, the most money we've seen a college coach get. So, but you're a good smart guy, Don't lock yourself into a long-term deal. Bet yeah. against yourself. Yeah, but you're with some Texas money now. though. Those, those I know. boosters out there, I mean, they just built a half-a-billion-dollar facility. They just renovated the stadium. I mean, there's a lot of good things going on. The one negative, you got to play Alabama. Yes. You have to play LSU. You Every play year. Mississippi. You're at Florida State. You're playing SC- ACC competition. You have a better shot to get to that playoffs no doubt Texas A&M I don't know I think it's a long shot for him to kind of build that thing back up
0: 10 way 10 wins is hard to come by in the SEC West there's absolutely no doubt about that that is that is a tough ask and like you said in the ACC a bit easier sledding especially when you have a quarterback like Jameis Winston I think Jameis Winston and Jimbo Fisher were 25 and 1 together 25 and 2 maybe and he was like 55 what? and 28 without him.
1: If, if Florida State had a winning record, say their quarterback Francois does not get injured week yeah. one. Does he win? Say they, say they win nine, 10 games. I still don't think they're, they're. Obviously, they've shown that it's not just the quarterbacks that have been their problem this entire yeah. year. If they win eight or nine, is he do you gone? Think he, I don't think he's gone. I, think he's still, I don't think yeah. he's gone. He's
0: still in Tallahassee. I Christmas tree still Street, in, T- still in the, the family room.
1: I think once you start losing all those games, the question marks start coming up. The, the hate starts coming out. I think that's when he kind of decided, hey, I'm getting out of here. I'm moving on.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, things happen for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And it's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Really? I don't want to out-cliche you, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. All right. So we're here at Sweetwater Brewery. We're in Atlanta. It's Friday night. It's SEC Championship weekend. And we're going to start talking about what everybody's here for. And that's the SEC Championship game. Georgia. Kicking off against Auburn tomorrow inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium at 4 p.m. Auburn's ranked number two. Georgia ranked number six. And before we get into the game, everybody shuffled in here. We're at the Tap Room, Sweetwater Brewery. Your girlfriend Sharon's here. Sharon came in, and she said she was in her Uber, and her Uber driver was listening to the Punt and Pass podcast. So we've made it. We've made it. Exactly. Everybody having a good time, drinking, chilling, getting ready for a fun weekend? Awesome, awesome. All right, Aaron, let's dive right into it, dude. This is a rematch from week 11. Number six, Georgia, is 11-1. Number two, Auburn, is 10-2. I just said it. This game kicks off tomorrow, 4 p.m. on CBS, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Auburn is a two-point favorite. The over-under is 48 points. So, 24-24 tie gets you 48 again. I don't I'm think really so. good I'm at go, that.
1: I'm going to call the under right now. We'll see later on in the show. The under.
0: We'll see later on in the show, but simply put, a college football playoff berth is in the line, and Auburn is on an unprecedented run. They have beaten the number one ranked team in the nation twice in the past three weeks, both times at home at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Those teams being, of course, Georgia and Alabama. Georgia has avenged every single loss that they had just a year ago, and now they get a quick rebuttal. Okay, Auburn beat them three weeks ago. They're going to get a chance to right that wrong this weekend. Is on Johnson going to play? Is he healthy? He's certainly not 100. percent shots
1: all week, man. I, think, I don't. I think he has a daily doctor's appointment. He's going in, taking a little the little pink pill, taking a little shot. I think he, he's going to go.
0: I've had a couple of cocktails he, oh. mixed up by some doctors. Woo. And it don't matter. If you're hurt that bad, you're going to no, feel No, he's it.
1: going in. If, he, if he's that first or second carry, he's done, he's done. But they're going to see if he can roll.
0: Speaking of injuries, though, Auburn last week played in the Iron Bowl against Alabama at Jordan-Hare, and there was an injury timeout every two minutes. They got absolutely banged up. The health trend, Georgia is extremely healthy. Auburn, not so much. Look back a week ago, Georgia whoops up on Georgia Tech. They rested their starters for nearly two quarters, so they are... Chomping at the bit, ready to get going. I think the X factor here though, Auburn's defensive line. Simply put, one of the best in the nation. They're playing extremely well. Special teams though. It's only been
1: three weeks. Has yeah. Georgia evolved enough in three weeks? I could say if it was maybe early in the season, you got six, seven weeks to kind of fix those problems, figure out, hey, what do we need to do as an offensive line to get to, to be able to push these big guys around? And I remember the first week, the first week of that season. I was watching this Auburn defense. I'm like, man, those boys are big. Yes. Big up front. I mean, there's some there's some law guys that we we showed we couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle their size, their strength. I don't know if three weeks is long enough to kind of figure it out right now. That's what worries me. I think our defense is going to play better. I think the special teams will play better. I don't know if our offensive line can create enough push up front to knock those big boys back to create any kind of running lanes.
0: That's a great segue because the first thing we're going to talk about Is Georgia's offense? How do they right the wrongs that happened just three weeks ago? My question to you, former quarterback, future college football Hall of Famer, you know what's going on in the meeting rooms. You know what's going on when they game plan. How do you approach this game based off of what happened in week 11? Do you sit there and go, we're going to be balanced, we're going to be balanced, we're going to be balanced? Or do you say, commit to the run, put your hands in the ground. We're going to challenge them where they beat us last. You no, know, you have
1: to be balanced. Any kind of game, you have to be balanced. You can't say, oh, we couldn't run the ball three weeks ago. We're just going to forget about it. We're going to come out guns blazing. We're going to go four receivers, and we're just going to throw the ball over the park. You have to commit because you need to get that one-on-one opportunity on the outside. And then Jake Fromm's just going to have to be more accurate. And those offensive lines, they have to figure out a way, whether it's double-teaming guys, whether it's counters. Sometimes with these big, fast offensive, defensive lines, One way to slow them down is one, evolve into some more screens, maybe some jet sweeps, and then get the counter game going. Use their speed, size, and strength against them a little bit. Throw them off balance. Knock them around that kind of way. Get some chop blocks. Yes. Find any way just to hesitate them just a split second going to open up the run game. Because if you get away from it, even early on in the first quarter, and you put the game slowly in Jake Fromm's hands, I don't think he's going to win you a game throwing the ball for three, four quarters. No, no. No, Not at all. He hasn't shown
0: that ability, but they haven't put that in his lap, and they don't need to start tomorrow. No, tomorrow's not the time to
1: experiment with that.
0: what you're saying. So we've talked about Auburn's defensive line, and we're going to continue to talk about them for the next hour or so. But my question to you is this. When you game plan, okay, when the coaches get together and then bring it to the players, the players give the input back to the coaches, and you figure out what to do. Speaking of game plans, Georgia played at Jordan-Hare, First 15 play script nearly perfect. I mean, they marched down the field. I don't think the ball touched the ground and they scored in about three minutes. You and I text each other and said, It's go time. Georgia's about to win again by about 40 Well, they, they
1: got in a third and long that first series. They got in a third and long. They hit they the one on one opportunity outside. Jake Fromm threw a back shoulder fade. And I think after that, Auburn's looking like, Hey, listen, the only thing Georgia does, they run the football. Back shoulder fade. And then they throw a hitch. Yep. They'll throw a, a six yard hitch. They'll throw an eight yard hitch. They'll throw a slant. Or they'll throw a fade. It's not a lot. It's not a complicated game plan Georgia puts out there offensively at all. And I think they realize, hey, we're just going to have to play tight-to-tight man coverage. We're going to put our DBs on the back hip. We're not going to let them get in front. We're going to put them on the back hip. So we're going to stop the hitch. We're gonna stop the slant. And is that and if you want to beat run? us deep, you're gonna have to throw it deep. You're gonna have to throw it over our shoulders and have to be accurate. Is that just bump, it's bump, and, bump run, and run cover two, though. It's bump. Safeties th- are playing deep No, twos. it's cover one, cover three. Okay, they're gonna bring a safety down. They're gonna be heavy in the box. They're gonna stop the run, of course. And they're saying if you're gonna beat us, you're gonna have to throw it down the field, not even back shoulders. Push I'm talking it down about the field. over yes. the shoulder, yes. deep down the field. And I don't know if we've done that enough. I think we're too good at hitches, back shoulders. And I don't think it's in our arsenal. We're All gonna right. have to bring it.
0: So, first drive tomorrow. Let's say Auburn defers, kicks Georgia the ball. Would you be at all surprised to see Georgia start out in the shotgun formation, okay, spread the field, start to work some short to intermediate passes, allowing the defense to kind of soften up a bit and then work their way into the run game? Because, you know, if they go I formation, which they've shown quite a bit, obviously, with their run game, and just say, hey, 27-1, 27-1, 35 Probably ain't going to work early on. They've got to I don't think defense, Auburn's so. defense
1: is going to change. I don't think. I don't care if you're in the spread, if you're in a two by two where you have a tight end and three receivers, or if you get in an I formation. I think they're four. I think defensively they're the same mindset. We're going to play tight, the man to man. Yeah, we're going to bring a safety down. We're going to have a single high up there, and Jake Fromm is going to need to be accurate versus man to man coverage. That's a big ass. And, and ask. it's a yeah. the window is tight, and that's why I've been saying all year: utilize a tight end because. Yeah, we, I think our receivers, they've matured over the year or over this season. They look good. They're winning. But I think our tight end on a linebacker, our tight end on a safety, I think that's where you get your money. Georgia Don't has be tight afraid. ends. Yeah, seriously. Dude. I think we throw it to them twice a game. We George, only, wait, Georgia has we tight ends. We throw it to them if we put them out at receiver. You see him flexing them out? I think that's the only time we throw to them. Utilize those guys. They throw have to them to. over the middle, deep outs, little five yard outs our tight ends will beat their linebackers and beat their safeties in man coverage.
0: I agree. I think everybody... You can't just
1: throw the ball to the receiver all I think all everybody
0: outside. who's listening agrees. And those that understand football know that. We have athletic tight ends who can win those matchups against linebackers. And get linebackers. first downs. It's just not peace or
1: famine. It's not we're going to go one-on-one outside, throw a back shoulder fade, and it's going to be a big player. It's going to be nothing. Five, seven-yard passes is good. show notes? First down, first down. No, you're, you, you're, you're just I, talking I, right off. I, mean, I skip, I love it. I skip we're this, through.
0: We're the same brainwave, brains.
1: Brainwave. Uh, you know, we've been working together thing. for a year now. I, I hope we'd be on the same page. I love right it because right my next question would be this creeping into your mind. I, you're finally getting I, this. This, this kicker finally understanding the, some. You're the one person I want inside my
0: mind. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so is the key tomorrow early? And I'm still talking early. Establish the run game or make Jake Fromm comfortable. You have to pick one because. He is a true freshman. Establish the run game. Not so much anymore because he's 12 games into the season, but you've been in this game. You so did. have I. It's a huge atmosphere. Huge.
1: And establish the run game and get in the third and manageable. You look you look. last game. Third and manageable. Oh, there you go. Drew is just crushing the notes over here. He's just yes. showing off. Yes. Listen, listen. He, he doesn't realize I've been saying this all year. <laughs> he's just slowly picking away from me. Exactly. You've taught me. You go back to the first game, and you've looked when Georgia isn't able to protect from. It's when they get in a third and long. And I hope he watched the film on this, and I hope he's listening to the planet pass maybe. He better. He does a five-step drop out of the gun. And usually when you do a five-step drop, your back foot needs to hit at 10 yards, and you got to get your butt up in the pocket. you got to get up because good defensive ends are coming high. Yes. They're ready to knock you out. Jeff Holland. That first game, he hits his back foot about 10, 11, which is even a yard too far. Then he starts drifting. He starts falling back, and those defensive ends are like, they got- I don't care who your tackle is.
0: To keep them guessing. Georgia did not do a good job of that just three weeks ago. I think one thing that's being mentioned but but not as importantly as it could be is the neutral field, right? Let's not forget. I don't think, think beat, it's going to be
1: neutral, though. I think it's going to be more I like Georgia. Yeah, I mean, look where we're at right now. I'm talking about Georgia. I think that. it's going to be 60-40, yeah. if not more. Because you got to think, we've been we know we've been in this game for about a month now. Yeah. They just found out last week, so we've had people buying these tickets for a while. I agree. So, I mean, it's going to be heavy. Georgia, obviously, in Atlanta. The Georgia fans are here. Auburn, they're not Alabama. Alabama travels great, of course. And I'm not saying Auburn doesn't travel great, but they're not in Alabama where they have this huge fan base that's going to be coming up here. They don't travel as well. I think it would be 60-40, if not a little bit more in favor of the dogs. It's, it's gonna still be- going to be loud. Third and, third and seven for UGA on offense, it's going to be loud in that stadium. The majority of the day, though, I think – the UGA fan base is going to make a little bit more noise.
0: So if it's third and seven, and you're sitting in your seats, will you be on your feet in your CBS Sports Blazer, or will you take that off? See, I don't you know if I that should I
1: wear the CBS Blazer. I think you should. it give you a lot of credibility. It's not, it's not required. I can just wear a normal Blazer tomorrow. But. I think
0: you should wear the CBS Sports Blazer just like when you're buying concessions, like when you're meeting people. They
1: might think it's fake,
0: though, but you should do it for sure. And and I'll come walk with you. Okay. And we'll just do, like, impromptu punt and pass podcasts all over the series.
1: I, I owe CBS an opportunity to wear my blazer because I missed out my last my second last game. You did. I had the fumble. I forgot to wear the CBS blazer for my UConn-Boston College game. That's,
0: that's not so surprising. I, I, for people that know so you, that's owe. not that nope. surprising. Okay, well, is UGA going to take deep shots? I mean, you just said it. If, if they force Auburn to play too high— Probably not, but if they have the run game working, which everybody hopes it happens, could they take a shot early? Would it be maybe before half in a two-minute situation? When's Georgia gonna try to get in that feast or famine mode?
1: Hopefully by choice. It's gonna be by choice and hopefully early. Hopefully it's not a third and long where you're forced to throw it down the field. You want to dictate to the to the defense. And then as someone asked me earlier, oh, you know, we talk about the screens, the counters. When's the best time to do it? Is it third and long? No, because as soon as a defensive lineman feels that the offensive lineman let go to go exactly. in the back of mind, the they're thinking about it. Hey, it's third and long. Be ready for the screen. I mean,
0: okay, when it's third and long and you're on the sideline,
1: screen, screen, screen. I mean, screen everybody's the it. coming. Whether
0: it's happening or not, it's it's being. So Georgia needs down.
1: to dictate when it's going to happen. So it might have. It's going to need to happen on first down. It's going to happen on second down. Throw a screen on first down. Throw a screen on second down. Take a shot on first down. I, I, I totally do it agree. when it's in your control. Don't do it when they're anticipating. Those events are going to happen, whether it's a deep bomb, whether it's a screen, whether it's a counter and all that stuff. Then it's advantage defense at that point. Okay, my matchup of the
0: day on the field, Jeff Holland against Andrew Thomas. That's Auburn's defensive end against UGA's right tackle. He's a true freshman. He got his ass kicked three weeks ago. There's no other way to talk about it. He knows it. Everybody in the world knows it. Whoever watched the film knows it. Is it up to him to fix it, or is it up to Jim Chaney to say, hey, buddy, we're not going to put you in that situation again. We're going to help you out.
1: You need to help him out. And, and we go back to when uh, we played South Carolina for so long. Yes. Yeah, there we go. There we go, man. Absolutely. Water. Let's go. And we had the big guy playing for Houston right now. Why am I drawing a blank? Houston. Big defensive end playing for the Texans. Javion Clowney. Javion Clown. You're I welcome. I think I got hit by him so much, it's like I'm trying to put it out of my mind. <laughs> you know what we did my senior year? We took a tight end, we put him off the ball. Arthur Lynch. We put Arthur Lynch, we took him, we put him off the ball, and every time we went out for a pass, Arthur would give him a little hit. Absolutely. Just a little rip shot. Just to knock him off his track. And then every time a running back would go out and route, boom, a little rip shot. Just a little something right in the ribs. Double shit. Make him think a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you have your right tackle, left tackle, I don't care who it is. Now they're not having to worry about getting out of their stance so fast. Yeah. They can kind of play it cool, take a nice, slow stance, get a good base, because they know they have outs, help on the outside, whether it's a running back, whether it's a tight yeah. end. So if Tell J- me if
0: this is legal. It, it, when I was in Arizona, we used to do this a lot, yes. okay? Playing against a guy like Jadavion Clowney, yes. or I'm trying to think of monster DNs in the NFL. Give me one more name. Um, J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt's a D tackle. Give me a different name. Come on. Come on. DN. Defensive end. Ju- come on. Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Perfect. Go. Old guy, but still works. Okay, still what we would do is Larry left. would be in the slot. Fitzgerald. Yes. Okay little motion, yeah, bring time him it in. up, boom, bring him in. crack Come on. block. I mean, yes. it was awesome. It energized the entire sideline. Yes. Larry took pride in it. Could a guy like Javon Williams do that tomorrow? Is that even legal in college? I mean, it know. is legal as It is legal.
1: As long as it's not a chop block, yes. as long as there's no one engaged. So blast it. Up. Yeah, knock his ass out. Yeah, I mean, roll. set the tone early. Do it set first Set the play, tone early. But you get it in their minds, and all of a sudden, now they're looking. Anytime exactly. there's a motion, they're, not just they're teeing looking, off. they're worrying. But I still think the utilizing the chip blocks with the tight end, with the running back, just even if, he might whiff once or twice, yeah, but at least you get it a couple times It's in the back of his mind. Hey, I got to worry about now making a move. Maybe I have to go inside. Maybe I can't. You get those guys that hesitate for a split second. You've won as an offensive line. All right, let's switch it up. Georgia's
0: defense. Simply put, if On Johnson plays, you got to stop him, and he's going to be banged up. We talked about it earlier in the show. He's certainly not 100%. I've never seen anybody have a shoulder injury like he did and fall down like he had just gotten shot. It was unbelievable. He will not be 100%. I don't care how much toradol you give him. I don't care where you inject it. He will not be 100%. So I think the defense as a whole, Georgia, Mel Tucker, Kirby Smart is saying, hey, when you hit carry on, put a little bullseye right there on that left shoulder
1: and blast him. Yeah, blast him. I mean, last game he played us 167 yards. How many attempts? 160, 32. 32. Yeah, listen, he's been having 30 That's plus. That's
0: 1997
1: NFL statistics right out there. out of control the amount of touches he's had. This entire, every game it's like he's having 30 touches. Last week versus Alabama, 30 touches. 32 for 167 the last time Georgia played him. We had no answer. No. And it's tough though. He's a big back. I'll tell that, you what. That delayed patient. read
0: option was killer. It yeah, was but like he is slow is, death.
1: He's like Bell for, for the for the year-old team, the Steelers. on Bell Le'Veon hits Bell. Steelers. He's patient. He's relaxed. He sees the hole, then boom, he hits yeah. it. I love the way he runs, especially when he's that big. And I he's think, so big.
0: He, he he takes contact. He absorbs it and falls forward yes, for four, five, it. six yards. That is a slow death.
1: That is a slow death. And Clint, then all of a sudden, Stidham's been playing great. Yeah. I tell you what, Sidham, uh, even the last time he played Georgia, 16-23, two fourteen, and three touchdowns last time he played the Dogs, three I mean, weeks that's, ago.
0: That's a winning football
1: game. That is a game. And then win. look at you watch him last week versus Alabama. He's great playing decisions. confident. He's making great decisions. And then when things aren't open, he's pulling it down, running, running the ball. And there's a few runs. He took some big shots. He took some big shots. He didn't get the first down, but it's still the threat. And now Georgia and all of a sudden, they're watching the film this week. They're like, hey, listen. We have to keep an eye out for this guy. Yeah, yeah, he may not be the fastest man in the world, but he can pick up first downs. He had the big touchdown run versus Alabama. So now that's a second, another element that Georgia's defense has to worry about. There's no question. And um,
0: carry on, Johnson. I mean, w- let's just talk about him for one more second. When yeah. Clint Bowling, eight-year NFL veteran and uh, right guard, left guard, excuse me, for the Cincinnati Bengals right now, when he filled in for you when you were in Hawaii, I asked him simply because it was after Georgia had got blown out. What's it like being an offensive lineman? Handing your running back the ball thirty-two times and him getting four to six yards clip Clint goes. It's he loves the best it. thing ever. It's the best thing ever. It's so easy. that's the first thing you got to stop. And then we go to your. I mean, would you call him your side piece? I mean, Jarrett Stidham. You were you were bullish on Stidham earlier in I the season. I was bullish but from But now one. you're all over Baker Mayfield. No, no, I've not always, a lot of commitment. I mean, come on, dude. Got to pick one. I play Mayfield. the field with my
1: QBs. I play the field a little. bit. Okay, okay. Just I understand QBs, that.
0: Yes. I understand that. But Jared Stidham, you have talked highly of him. Since our preview shows, like our second episode of Punt and Pass, it's coming true
1: now. He's it's a stud. Been, it's not just now. I think after, after the Clemson game, you've seen progress from them as an offensive line. And I still think he's played well throughout the season. I think once they realize what they need to do offensively, they realize they're not great in pass pro. They're a great run pro team. Their offensive line can get off the line of scrimmage, push guys back. Yeah. When it comes to pass pro, they're not great. So they find ways to utilize that to give him more time. Because if you give him time, and I've been saying it all year, Dude throws the prettiest ball, especially off the play action. Throwing the deep posts, throwing the deep comebacks, and he's really he good short it. to
0: intermediate as well. He's though. Great. He's got a great pass, very catchable you know ball, why? and
1: they take advantage of this. You know situation. why? Because a lot of quarterbacks you watch them, they muscle it, they grip it hard. Um, a you Brock see, Osweiler. Yeah, you see their head. If you're, if you want to sign up a good quarterback, watch his head. If their head tilts left when they're throwing, they're, they're muscling, giving it everything they got. Your vision's off, yeah. so you're not going to be accurate as a quarterback. You watch Stidham throw a football his head doesn't move. Like me. I mean, that's yeah, how I look like, when I golf. It's like your golf swing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. you keep it nice and steady. But him as a quarterback is the same way. He, he's so effortless with his throw. His head's completely on the target. There's no movement left to right. So he's going to be more accurate. That's what he's showing, especially in the second half of the season. Speaking of golf, how would you play at Cherokee today? Oh, I crushed it. You did? Was, oh, did no. you break 100? Listen, I didn't want to ruin my confidence for the weekend. <laughs> did so, he even keep scoring? So I didn't keep scoring. <laughs> You know, that's a that's right, a veteran score. move that's right a, there. I just had some fun. That's I like that.
0: I like that. All right, so we're talking about Auburn's offense that coincides with Georgia's defense. It's going to come to third down. I mean, I come on the show here and I tell people, Aaron knows a lot more about football than me. Right? That's expected. oh, you know plenty. Okay, you're an X's and O's guy. You're an all twenty two guy. You break down the film. I'm the everyman. Okay, I got a little bit of insider information, but I can simplify things. Who blocks better? Who tackles better? Who wins third down, and who gets splash plays 25 yards or more? It's a simple game. It's
1: so simple. And don't commit turnovers. Don't commit stupid penalties. It's
0: as cliche and dumb as it sounds. It is an
1: easy game to play. If
0: Georgia blocks better tomorrow and tackles better, they'll probably win. And guess what happened three weeks ago when they got their ass kicked? They didn't block better and they didn't tackle better. and, and they had like the turnovers and
1: special teams. Don't forget the third phase the game. That's where we're going they next. Had, they had the, the punt. I'll just yes. wait for you. Let's go. You move well, we'll on. Go. Let's go then.
0: Let's go to special teams because I feel like that could be the deciding factor. This is what you know, though. I've
1: this been learning is exactly from you, what you I know. slowly through the year. You're
0: exactly right. You know, the, the this special is my teams part. forte. I feel bad when
1: I see a kicker going the Well, Las
0: Vegas sets the line at two. I mean, people are saying, well, wait. Auburn blasted Georgia by 23 points three weeks ago. Why is Auburn only favored by two points? It's because Georgia committed those fourth-down penalties on special teams. They fumbled a punt in the third quarter after they had just stopped Auburn. Sonny Michelle's out.
1: penalty. Sonny Michelle, I mean, it
0: was just one yes. after the other. And any Auburn fan will tell you, come on, man, we whipped the dog crap out of you, like Gus Malzahn says. And I say, yes, you certainly did. But we opened the door and let the dog come. And and take a crap all over our living room. And that's exactly what they did. For lack of a better metaphor, we opened the door, let the dog in. Buy those stupid special teams penalties, stupid turnovers. Those cannot happen tomorrow. And if they do, it could result in the exact same thing, an absolute blowout. I don't expect it to because Georgia knows exactly what they have to do to fix what went wrong three weeks ago. Daniel Carlson, Lugro's a finalist, right? He is Auburn's kicker. If it comes down to a late-game scenario... I mean, he's good from 58 and in, I think, inside. Rodrigo Blankenship has been kicking it, it too well. Yep. George's punt team has been awesome. Okay, They have not allowed many return yards at all.
1: Auburn's kickoff team has been great. They had not been they good, not and been great. Nicole
0: Hardiman exposed them three weeks ago. Yes. I would not expect them to kick it to Nicole tomorrow. I think he may have surpassed 200 total return yards three weeks ago at Jordan-Hare. That could be the same thing again. If Nicole puts his foot in the ground and attacks vertically on punt return, we could be looking at seven. No, you want to
1: talk about special teams and, and starting field position. Yes. And you look back to three weeks ago, Auburn had great field position because of the turnovers, because of the penalties, the continuation of drives. If you're able to start a drive anywhere close to the 50-yard line, whether it's because of a punt return, whether it's because of great defense where they're backed up a little bit, that makes the field short. That makes the game easier. That makes it, you get a couple first downs, all of a sudden you're out, you're in field goal range, and like you alluded to, both teams have great kickers. Yeah. Both have distance. Both are able to make those big plays with their legs. Field position is key. Field position is going to be so key. And points so when
0: you have the opportunity. Three weeks ago, Rodrigo, blanket chip pushes a 42-yard right before half. And you just felt it. The, 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 the stadium deflated through my television screen. I sunk into my couch. I'm going, it's over. Told my wife Jackie, I said, we can leave. I mean, it's done. It's done. When I was in the NFL, Bruce Arians, fantastic play caller. He made it a point. You were with us for a couple weeks in Arizona. He made it a point every single week. They would show highlight films of every single NFL game. The teams that scored before halftime had like a 78% chance chance of winning the football game. And then if you double score, the vaunted Bill Belichick double score, field goal before half, get the ball at third quarter, drive down score, you're over 90% opportunity to win the football game. Let's watch and see what Georgia does if they win the toss tomorrow. Defer points before half, points out of the third quarter. That's asking a lot, but dude, let's start partying. Well, that's why
1: everyone does defer, because they do want that chance, and they want to get going in the second half. And plus, if you're able to stop a team, that first drive goes back to field possession. If you're able to stop a team, they can't get a first down, they're going to be putting the ball from the 30 to 35 yard line. You're automatically, just if you fair catch it, going to get fair relatively fair good field position yeah and if you get any kind of return out of it that's just gravy you're going to be around the 50 yard line getting going for your first drive and then flip it you're getting the ball to start the second half and hopefully you got some momentum rolling as well
0: all right well i've had a lot of fun it's been a blast again we're here at sweetwater in atlanta it's friday night it's sec championship weekend we got some dogs like literal dogs do you see that some puppies right here yeah, some p- hanging out dogs. with us we got the road dog with us i owe him Big, big, big time. Adam Gillespie from 680 to the fan. The beer is cold. The company is warm. This has been awesome, but it's that time of the program. We have to make our predictions oh, no. for what's going to happen tomorrow. Notably, a couple months ago, you picked Mississippi State
1: on a oh, gut feeling. You really got to bring that up I right have now. I You got to bring it up. And, and people barely I may not you. be able to leave okay. the place. Everyone's just got Okay. I saw someone throw a glass down. <laughs> exactly. They're so. pissed off at me. <laughs>
0: I ain't get out of here alive. Three weeks ago, I'm talking with you and saying, I don't have a good feeling about this Auburn game. And you're saying, pick Auburn. Time out. Pick Was Auburn. this
1: when you said you wanted to pick Auburn and you got scared? I think so, because think the you mob came out. You, you got scared because of what happened to me against Mississippi State. Yes. All of a sudden, it got a little tight. Got a little tight. But now... You said all week, you're texting do, me, I'm picking Auburn. Do, I'm picking Auburn. Again? <gasps> and how genius would
0: I have looked for the only loss of the yeah, season? Got Drew, scared. You
1: didn't want the mob after you, you just let me I take can the take hits. them off. Bring no, them on. I take on. the hits. I take the hits first. Bring them on. I'm, I'm right here. Wait, call it
0: right now. I'm out in the open. Call it. Alright, it's time. We have to predict what's gonna happen tomorrow. It's the SEC championship game. Number six, Georgia's eleven and one. Number two, Auburn is ten and two. They're kicking off at four PM. CBS. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Auburn's favored by two points. The over-under's 48. Aaron, who's first? Do we flip a coin? I don't even have a coin to flip.
1: Time out. We're flipping something. Here I flip, uh, here. We're going to flip, flip a, a
0: koozie. Flip a punt and pass koozie brought to us by Rick Pope. Thank you, Rick. I appreciate you, my man. Come get one if you don't have one. We've got plenty up here. Um, logo side, I go first. All right, go. Blank side, you go first, all right? I'm just going to throw it up in the air. We'll see what happens. Ah, Go ahead, buddy. Come on! I thought that meant you go. Blank first. side, you go first. Ah, That's what I it. said. And the dog gets a koozie.
1: Uh, the dog gets a koozie. All right. So what's going to happen? Are we doing points? So we're doing points first. I want the exact. And then the prediction. we flip yes, it. Then you yes. go first for the score or for who wins. No. Yes.
0: You got it all. Okay, fine. I'll go so first. So give me the give me against the spread,
1: and then all I right, want to score. First off, it's going to be under the what is it forty eight? Forty eight. It's going to be under forty eight. Aaron likes under. I like under forty eight. It's just I think it's going to be a great defensive battle. I think their defense is strong. I think our defense is not. I think carry on. Healthy, not healthy, especially not healthy. I don't think they'll be able to move the ball as well. Even healthy, I don't think he can make a full game. I don't. Our guys are too big. Our guys are too strong. He's going to get hit a couple too many times. I don't know if he can make it through a half. I I don't know if he can make it through a a single half if he does play. So I'm going to take under. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I it's going to come down to the very end. Someone's going to win by a field goal, and I got the dogs Aye. winning by three points okay. tomorrow.
0: Okay, so a Rodrigo Blankenship field Rodrigo goal. Rodrigo is going to make a field goal Is to it going to happen late? Is it going to be mid-fourth quarter? Then I'm quarter? storming the field of my CBS Blazer. <laughs> is it going to happen late, like a game-winning field goal? Is it going to be like mid-fourth quarter, their defensive struggle? I think it's going to
1: be mid-fourth quarter, okay. defensive struggle. We'll stop them. They won't, our defense will find a way to get a stop, a late interception. From so if they're center. under if they're under 48 and, and the dogs win
0: chair. by a field goal, so you're taking the points. Yes. Is it 20 to 17? Is it 24-23, 24-21? What do
1: you got? 16-13. Whoa. 16-13. It's a low scoring game, man. Wow. It's gonna be a defense. It's gonna be First off, it's pretty much an, I know we said Georgia's gonna be favored when it comes to the noise, the fan, but it is yes. still an away game for both teams.
0: Yeah. So yeah, offensively,
1: yeah, sure. it's gonna be a struggle. Defensive ends for both teams are going to be able to get a good jump off the scrimmage. Because it's going to be silent count for both teams. So advantage defense for both teams. Advantage. Just based on crowd noise alone. It's a dome. First time SEC championship in this new place. It's okay. going to be rocking. It's going to be loud. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be a low score game. I think these defenses are going to play extremely well. All right. Aaron.
0: 16-13 dogs. Rodrigo Blankenship yes. midway. Fourth quarter. Defensive struggle to finish it out. Undertake the points. Don't be scared, Drew. I won't be scared. scared, I've got a great feeling, though. Okay. A couple weeks ago, I came to you and I related it back to a few NFL experiences. I said, I don't like Georgia this week because why? They had just clinched the SEC East. Okay. And I said, I remember when we had clinched a bye for the Arizona Cardinals and we said, hey, we're going to play all our starters. Kirby Smart said, hey, we're going full speed. Same thing. And I said, Aaron, you know what happened when we were. (laughs) Arizona Cardinals versus Seattle Seahawks. We got thumped. We got absolutely thumped. What happened to Georgia? They got thumped. I thought that was going to happen. I guess, I mean, I'm not a homer. Don't call me a homer. You're a homer. But I I flinched.
1: Pollock would be upset
0: with you. Yeah, of course he. Pollock would be upset with you. But I'm going to relate this to another NFL experience that I've had. Okay? And here is what happens. In 2015, the Arizona Cardinals, I was a member of it. We beat... The Green Bay Packers in the divisional playoffs, the Hale Larry. I don't know if you remember this. I do remember Aaron this. Aaron Rodgers throws it deep. Boom, no time left. It's a touchdown. Kick the extra point. We're going, oh, my God, we won the game. Carson Palmer, first play out of overtime. Boom, Larry goes down, scores. We win the game. Awesome. Cardinals are riding high. We're on this, like, four-week stretch where nobody can beat us. We whooped up on the Eagles Sunday night football. Then we got to go to Carolina. We're ready to rock and roll. Carolina's just sitting there waiting on us. They whooped our ass. Huh. Embarrassing. Last year in the NFL playoffs, the Green Bay Packers again played the Dallas Cowboys in AT&T Stadium. Unbelievable football game. Long field goal back. Long field goal the other way. Aaron Rodgers throws that long so out we, route we to, to his left t- to just Jared flicks Cook. it. Unbelievable. Oh. Timeout, like one second left. Mason Crosby goes, bangs a 53-yarder. Game over packers win this unbelievable game come to atlanta atlanta says hey come on bring it atlanta smoked the packers in the nfc championship game relating this to college, where are you going with this i just want to know where you're going right now to college auburn is on an unprecedented run right now they beat number one georgia three weeks ago they whooped up in an emotional game in an emotional physical battle just last week against Alabama. Lost on Johnson, because you just said it, he's not going to play all four quarters. Lost a few backup running backs as well. They're worn out. Aaron, they're tired, but they're riding high. They're running on empty, okay? They're flying down 85 right now. Their E, the, the light's not on in the car. The E is not lit up. That thing's about to stop. I like Georgia. I like the over. They're winning by wow. 10 plus. They're wow. winning by double digits. Georgia Whoa. will win by 10 plus. Can you make a side bet with us? Yeah, I got 34 wow. to 20,
1: Georgia. You're crazy. That's crazy. There's no way it's a high scoring game. And what's going to happen? There's no way it's a high scoring well, game. Well, what are we going to bet then? That it's going to be an under. I'll bet you right now. What do you want? I don't know. Like I'm 50 taking bucks. over
0: with the points. 50
1: bucks? 50 bucks. Deal. There you go. Everyone's All season right. right now in Sweetwater. Fast podcast. Man, no way this is going Aaron's over. Aaron's
0: got 16 13 Georgia. 16, 13. I've got Georgia 34 20. Auburn's banged up. They're tired. They're not ready to go. I must say,
1: that's true, though. It's hard. It is hard to get up for three games it's like unbelievably this. It is, it's unbelievably hard. It's hard to get up, especially at the end of the season. Like you said, they're beat up. They're tired. They got up for Georgia. They got up for Alabama. Now they got to get up for this game. In the back of their mind, they're thinking about the playoffs a little bit, a little bit of distraction. Hey, man,
0: I just said it. They're flying down
1: 85, they still ain't scoring and the E light's points. not on, but ain't there ain't no gas points. left
0: in that tank, man. All right, hey, well, this has been a blast. A huge thank you to Sweetwater Brewery, Tucker, Joe Johnson, everybody here. I appreciate the hospitality. Big thank you to all our listeners and fans. Even if you're here and you've never heard of the Punt and Pass podcast, we appreciate you. If you can holler at us on social media, we're at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Punt and Pass at gmail.com. Aaron is at Aaron Murray11. I am at Drew Butler13. It's SEC Championship Weekend, Georgia Auburn tomorrow, 4 p.m. CBS. Aaron will be on pregame coverage. This has been a lot of fun, my man. Thank you for coming. Adam Gillespie, thank you so much. Wherever you are, I owe you big time. Signing off live from Sweetwater Brewery. This has been the Punt and Pass Podcast. See ya.